Hello and welcome to the Skellington Grin Podcast, a place of conversation, exploration, and connection through spirituality. I'm your host, Alice B. Skellinger, and on today's episode, we will be talking about how good health and confidence creates attractive magnetism. Now, what do I mean by that? First off, what is good health and how can we identify good health? Good health is going to be identified in many different ways from the physical health, for example. You could identify being in good physical health by um, whether or not you exercise frequently, whether or not you get enough water in your diet. Um, The recommended uh, dosage of water every day is that 8 to 10 glasses. If you are eating... Um, proportioned foods and if you are watching your proportions and and your portion sizes and how much of a calorie deficit you are in to be able to lose weight or how much of a calorie um, load you need to take on to be able to gain weight or muscle mass so and looking at the foods that you consume and how they affect your gut health and how they affect your physical health and whether or not you are breaking out because you're eating too much sugar, but that that's not that's not just the point that I'm trying to get at. Um, it's not just about the physical health. It's also about your mental health and your spiritual and emotional health. And why is it so important to have everything in alignment? It is important to have everything in alignment because your reality is very much rooted in your beliefs. Your reality is very much rooted in your beliefs and your subconscious programming. I notice some of y'all that might sound a little bogus. That might sound a little bit off the wall like what the fuck Alice would it th- what? But but it's true. Your subconscious programming has a lot to do with the reality that you not only create but that you go on living. And I've talked about this in other episodes as well, um, and, and back in season one, I even spoke about this a lot, um, and how your, your mindset really does have an impact on the reality that you live. And it's because it is true. For example, I'll give you this as an example. If you are going into work and your only intention is how much money you'll be getting on that paycheck how much you will be getting from being there. Instead of your focus being on, okay, well, what kind of service can I provide today? And how well am I going to provide that service? And am I going to have fun today? Am I going to have a good day? And setting that intention to have a good day from the moment that you wake up. Even if you don't go to work right at eight o'clock in the morning or you know you wake up at six o'clock in the morning and your shift isn't until nine um so you don't leave your house until eight you still set that intention from the moment that you wake up and you do your morning routine to have a good day and to connect with people and to help as many people as you can and to give quality service regardless of the outcome of how much money you're going to make that day if you go in to your your day at work just thinking about the money that you're going to make and just thinking about what you're going to receive from working you've missed the point 
Because then all you're focused on is, I've got to make money. I've got to get it. I've got to get it. Me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. And it becomes this selfish mindset. And you start operating from this inflated ego that says, okay, well, I need to focus on everything that I can get. I need to be a getter instead of a giver. And once you shift your mindset from being just a getter to being a giver, you wind up actually attracting more sales. You wind up actually attracting more customers into the store. You wind up actually making more, um, especially if you're working a commission-based job, you wind up actually getting more commission because you wound up switching gears from just thinking about what you can get and just being this inauthentic and not open and, you know, just this almost, almost bitter personality because you're focused on what you can get and you're, and you're seeing it as, oh, well, um, well, I'm not getting enough. When you switch your perspective from getting to giving, you wind up becoming much more magnetic. People want to talk to you. People want to interact with you. People want you as their salesperson. Right? So take that into consideration when you are... Say you, say you recognize that, hey, I might be getting sick. I might not be feeling too well. I might need to take a couple of days off. I might need to call out of work. And we live in, we live in, a, in, a, in a society in which our job industry is still practicing, for the most part, um, practicing some of the same principles where, oh, well, if you've only got a sniffle and you've only got a cold, I don't care. You've got to call in, you know, three to four hours before your shift to let me know that you're sick. Um, I've been throwing up all night. I've been, you know, <laughs> uh, not feeling good all night. I'm running on a 102 degree fever. And you still want me to try to come in? <laughs> like, what? Because you don't have enough coverage? Why is that going to fall on my shoulders that you don't have enough coverage? Why is it going to fall on me that I'm going to have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning when my shift is at 7 instead of calling you a little bit before 7 to say, hey, I won't be able to make it in for my shift because of XYZ reason. And... It can wind up being to our detriment that we wind up going to work sick and then wind up not performing at the level that we need to perform to be able to have a good day at work, to be able to get those sales, to be able to especially avoid getting other people sick. Especially now that we've been dealing with not only, you know, the flu and colds and coughs and and allergies and all of these different things, but for the past few years, we've also been dealing with the threat of COVID-19. So when we take into consideration that there are many different viral germs that are airborne that we could pass on to other people if we are not taking care of our physical health and staying home and remedying the situation and making sure that we're going to be okay so we don't wind up passing it on to other people then we we wind up putting a detriment to our job whether we love it or not and whether we notice it or not 
the detriment that we create for ourselves and the detriment that we push ourselves through just to be able to make some dough (laughs) winds up inevitably hurting us even more winds up being the big block that stops us from actually having that abundance especially if we're working to be able to make a dollar and we we focus so much on that dollar sometimes we focus so much on that external thing we we say okay well this external thing is going to make me happy so I need to get it right now whether it's money or especially money nowadays but whether it's money or relationships or whatever we focus on that external thing and when we put too much of our focus on that external thing and this external energy and we see it as this energy that is separate from us and we create this separation between us and that thing we wind up misaligning and coming out of alignment with health and confidence and why is health and confidence so important why is it so important to be able to balance our physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health? Why is it so important that we have confidence? Why is it so important that we have faith in ourselves? Why is it so important that we prioritize ourselves? Because if we don't prioritize ourselves, how can we prioritize other people? How can we make genuine connections? How can we operate from a place of love and expect to get love and expect to make connections and expect to have abundance in our lives if we are not already operating from that space within? We can't. We can't. We we inevitably block ourselves from from doing that thing and from and from attaining that goal and from having that money and from having that relationship and from making those connections and from being good at our jobs you know and and from our employers saying oh well you are a really good asset we're gonna give you that promotion (laughs) and and I know and I know it's like I'm going off on different tangents here but they all lead back to the same principle when we are focusing our energy and we are focusing our belief system on the the negative ideas and we are focusing on being on what we can receive more than what we can give and therefore because we are giving we are receiving back when we focus on kind of those selfish gains we wind up actually hurting ourselves even more when we operate from places of self of selflessness but in a way that isn't so selfless that we put ourselves on the back burner of course there needs to be like a balance and we need to find that balance but when we operate from a selflessness place And we operate from a place of, okay, what do I have to give? What can I do in this situation? How can I show up as my best self on the daily? Even in your relationship with yourself, what can you give to yourself today? Can you give yourself a much needed break? 
can you give yourself a break from the hubbub? Can you actually set your phone in another room on the charger to charge because one, it's dying, and two, you need a little bit of a mental break from checking your social media. Excuse me. You need a little bit of a mental break from checking your social media and from being connected and from overstimulating yourself. Can you actually set your phone in the other room? Can you actually disconnect? Do you want to disconnect? Will you disconnect? Will you unplug for a few hours? What can you give yourself today to be able to do that? Or can you give yourself some, you know, self-care or self, self-soothing, self actually? Um, self-care would be more like, you know, cooking something for yourself and, and eating it. Or cleaning your house. Or, or um, taking care of uh, your body by going to the gym in the morning because that's your routine or or making sure you get enough water today (laughs) um uh making a to-do list that would be self-care self-soothing would be things like drawing yourself a bubble bath or getting into some comfy pjs and cuddling with a stuffed animal on the couch while you watch your favorite movie pick a Disney movie if, you, if you're a Disney fan or, or Lord of the Rings if you're a really big like fantasy fan. <laughs> Th- those would be my things that I would choose. I would, I would probably be like, all right, it's time to, you know, get in my Jack Skellington onesie and watch some Nightmare Before Christmas while cuddling my, my Zero plushie <laughs> because I'm having a, a bad mental health day and I really need some self-soothing and I really need to just, you know, uh, cater to my inner child today. <laughs> but, um, What can you give to yourself and therefore what can you give to others? If you are at work and your job is to, your job is a, you have a job as a professor, okay? So as a professor, you have a set curriculum and and a set kind of thing that you are able to provide within the the rules and stipulations of the, the school that you work at. So, so your school is like, okay, you can't show this kind of content, but you can show this kind of content. You can't have them read this book, but you can have them read this book. You, X, Y, Z, these, these are the rules that you do have to follow. So you're like, okay, well, what can I do within these, you know, confines to, to make this work for me and to be able to provide the best lecture class that I can provide for this semester and teach the thing that I really want to teach. Say you are, okay, I I was an English major in in college and part of me wishes that I would have gone for psychology because of of all of the, you know, ties between metaphysics and psychology and the fact that I, you know, within being in the spiritual world, I consider that being part of the metaphysical world as well. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and and there's so many ties between metaphysics and psychology and neuroscience um and and it's so fascinating but th- anyway I went for English okay and I I had to take classes where I had to reread um the Odyssey and the Iliad which I had read in high school um and I had to analyze it in different ways and I had to um notice different patterns within the prose and 
all of these different things um, that I didn't do in high school, that I didn't break down in high school. Um, I, I was breaking them down in college. And I also had classes where I was reading 19th century poetry and literature. And, and I read a lot of Wordsworth and Coleridge. And I also for the first time in my life in a college class with the head of the English department <laughs> um, wound up for the first time ever reading Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte. And it's one of my favorite books now. <laughs> um, but, you know, within the, within the jurisdiction of the school, they were only able to teach certain things. But... I had professors who were really passionate about teaching Shakespeare. One of them was um, a Shakespeare doctorate. Like, she had gotten her PhD in Shakespeare studies. She wound up retiring the same year that I graduated. But, um, you know, and I miss her. I miss her so vehemently. Like, she was such an amazing professor. But she, she taught me so much. And she was always, you know, pushing me to succeed and always there for me and her and a couple of other professors and her and and the head of the English department they were always pushing me to succeed but she really loved Shakespeare and particularly the Shakespeare comedies those were her those were her shtick that was her thing that she really really loved but she would have to switch out with another professor um and teach Shakespeare comedies one semester and then dramas the next and and they flip-flopped you know, so they were both able to teach Shakespeare, and they both loved Shakespeare, but you had the one professor who really, really loved the dramas teaching teaching comedies, while the, while the other professor who really, really loved the comedies was teaching the dramas that semester. And it was just so funny, because it would wind up being, like, a really good lecture class, but because you had this one person who was really into the comedies teaching the dramas, she would find a way to make it funny. So it would wind up being controlled chaos. <laughs> and then and then you had the one who was really into the dramas that was just like, oh, my God, these comedies. I don't see how, like, y'all aren't getting this. And then um, I actually saw her smile in a class because I was taking notes on my laptop and I turned my laptop around and I said, I am taking notes on my laptop while I am listening to you talk. And I am literally like taking notes on everything that you were saying. And um, I'm also adding a little bit of notations in here because you are absolutely. And I said this in her class and she didn't write me up or anything. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> and she was like, I like you. <laughs> So it was great. You know, it was great to be in a college course and actually be able to say fuck. But, um, you know, it was also great to to really have this like the this dichotomy between these uh, two professors who were just like absolutely different teaching absolutely different subjects. But it was it was <laughs> it was an experience, I will say. But they were they were able to teach things that they did enjoy but they were given a set curriculum but they were not focused on what they they were getting out of the lectures they were focused on what they were giving to us it's not what they're gonna get out of the lectures because they've already learned this shit (laughs) they've already got the degree to be able to teach these lectures Whereas the students that are entering those classrooms are going to be receiving that information. They are going to be receiving that knowledge. 
they are going to be doing something with that knowledge and therefore analyzing what it is that they have read, especially if you are an analytical scholar, which I, I kind of was. I was, you know, as an English literature major, I also had to be very analytical in what I was studying and, and not just be creative in what I was doing because I went for creative writing and I also went for editing at the same time, double minoring. Um, and I, I recognized that it was this loop of give and take, you know, because at the end of the day, they were looking for the students to be able to analyze what it is that they read. And they were going to be grading those papers and they were looking for a specific type of decorum and, uh, they were looking at how how you were writing things and how you were wording things, and they wanted, you know, to be able to look at uh, exemplary work from you. But they were also giving you knowledge that you didn't already have, and that was their focus. Their focus was on providing that knowledge. So. The reason why I'm, I'm sharing this with you guys and the reason why I'm even sharing my own experiences is because it makes a critical difference and it, and it shifts so much in your life when you focus on your health and your confidence because it does make you more attractive. I'm going to give another example. And this one might hit home for some of you. So, just a little warning. This one might hit home. Here's the example. You're entering into a new relationship. You've met someone who really feels like they know you and you're able to open up to them and you're able to talk to them about different things and you're getting to know each other and you're flirting back and forth and, you know... um, you really, really, really like this person. So you're always going to be trying to impress them within that honeymoon phase, within that, you know, getting to know you phase. And then they tell you something about themselves, whether it's, you know, if you're, if you're kinky inclined, whether it's a kink about them and they're, and they're like, okay, well, I really want to explore this. And then you're just kind of like, nah, fam, I'm not really feeling that. Or it's something about them that, maybe makes you feel like they might not be the right fit for you. And you're just like, hmm, well, I'm going to do it anyway because I want to impress this person. When you do that, you're not being true to yourself. When you do that and you say, okay, well, I'm going to do this anyway because I want to impress this person. So, So say they have a kink or a fetish that you're just you're not and and the reason why I use kinks and fetishes is because um at one point kinks and fetishes were like big deal in in my life (laughs) um and and in my sexual life and I wanted to be able to be with partners that had the same kinks and had the same fetishes um and and that was really important to me and I also wanted to be with people who had the same interests like they had to listen to this exact same music and they had to dress the exact same way and they had to be into the exact same things and 
they had to blah 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 and and it was just like you know I wanted to align with people who were a lot like me and I still want to align with people who are a lot like me but I don't expect them to be like me down to an exact science because I might as well just date myself at that point I might as well find a way to clone myself at that point if I'm going to be that narcissistic um which which I'm not like narcissism is something that I even healed within myself I realized that I had narcissistic tendencies for for a while there um but I digress the reason why I'm you know driving the point of kinks and fetishes because you know for a while I I was dependent on being in relationship with people who had the same kinks and fetishes as me and that was that was my phase that was that was my focus that was my goal that was that was what I was putting energy and effort into and I realized that there were people out there who had certain kinks and fetishes and didn't understand boundaries. And I felt cornered when I tried to stand up for myself. There was a guy that I wound up being intimate with in college uh, very briefly. Um, like, like literally all of a one night stand, okay? And there was another guy before him who tried to get me into the community, um, the BDSM community, um, and into the lifestyle. And he, he was trying to get me to like, both of these men tried to get me to honor my dominant side. And I wasn't ready for that. And I also wasn't ready for it in the way that they were trying to get me to do it. Um, I wasn't confident enough in myself. I wasn't willing to work on that confidence in the ways that they were wanting me to work on it because it was not going in line with what I felt was right for me. And it felt like a lot of pressure from these men. And I had to stand up for myself. There was one guy who, the guy that I wound up being actually intimate with, um, and the, the guy before him I didn't get intimate with, but he was like, I want you to be my, my, you know, protege, basically. And I'm like, not really feeling it, guy. But, um, thank, thank you, but no thank you. And stop getting mad at me for rejecting you. <laughs> like, that's your insecurity. I'm not going to feed into that. Have a nice fucking day, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and especially with him being older than me, it was just, oh my God, it was, it was a lot of work. Um, but there was another guy that I wound up being intimate with who tried to get me to invoke my dominant side by buying a sex toy for himself and wanting me to use it on him when I was very much not comfortable with that idea. So I didn't. I, I very much told him, hey, look, this is something that you bought with your own money. You didn't really need my permission to do it. I don't want you to put me in this position to, like, I really, I really find it disrespectful that you're trying to put me in this position where... It was my idea for you to buy this thing and you needed my permission to buy this thing when clearly you didn't. 
and I'm not comfortable being in this kind of relationship with you because I, one, barely know you, two, we we only hooked up once, and three, you're getting very obsessed with me in a short amount of time, and I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this at all. You really need to go. And I wound up honoring myself, and I said, look, this isn't okay for me. And I recognize that in that moment, looking back now, that was me saying, I am not going to give this thing that just really isn't in alignment with me. I'm not going to be this person that you want me to be just to be able to feel valid and validated by you. I don't need to be validated by you and what you want me to do that I'm not comfortable with. So when you fit yourself into this box to be able to please another person, you are denying yourself. And when you deny yourself, it winds up making you intrinsically less attractive to that person. When you are not actually honoring yourself and and being in your own confidence and setting boundaries and recognizing what is and isn't okay for you, it winds up being extremely less attractive and you lose your magnetism. And I'm not trying to say this to make you feel bad about yourself at all. Um, But I'm saying this because if you want to be attractive, if you want to be magnetic towards love and money and success and all of these different things... You need to stop looking outside of yourself for permission to do that. You need to stop looking outside of yourself for that validation. And you need to start validating yourself. And you need to start focusing and shifting your focus from what can I get to what can I give? What am I willing to give, especially? What am I willing to give? What am I capable of giving? I know that I am capable of giving my best self. But am I willing to give more than what is already expected of me? Am I willing to give something to someone who expects something of me that I cannot give? Am I going to sacrifice myself so much so that I am going to give this service of which I know that I am not capable of, I know that I am not in alignment with, just to be seen as valid by this other person? And if the answer to that question is no then you need to recognize that this is not in alignment with you and you need to switch your focus and perspective to attract things that are in alignment with you, to to then align with those things that are going to get you to that space that you want to be in. I feel like I am very much in alignment with lizards because there are so many annales, um, which is a type of garden lizard, uh, on my uh, my patio right now. Uh, <laughs> um, well, technically, they cling to the screen door, and I think this one's a female, and she looks like she might have some. She might have a little bit of a belly there. I think her's pregnant, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I just I just looked out my window and I saw the Anale and I'm just like, oh, hello, 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 mama. <laughs> but anyway, so the reason the reason why this is this is so important is because 
when you when you recognize that your health is important when you start prioritizing your health when you start prioritizing your mental beliefs and you start moving away from from those things and ideas and perspectives that really don't serve you anymore and you start recognizing that maybe you have some beliefs towards money or beliefs towards romance that were ingrained in you that you learned from other people and you recognize as you get older that those beliefs aren't aren't good belief systems anymore and you start honoring yourself and you start focusing on yourself, you wind up becoming so magnetic. Even if you're sitting there in your PJs at your kitchen table while you're recording a podcast episode, you wind up being more magnetic because you are authentically you. You're not putting yourself on the back burner for other people. You're not, you know, focusing on something And focusing on just, oh, I need to get, I need to get, I need to get it, I need to get it, it needs to happen now, 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 me, 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 mine, mine, mine. (laughs) You wind up becoming much more magnetic. People want to talk to you. People want to be around you. People want to do things with you. They want to invite you out. They want to, you know, buy your services. They want to interact with you. They want to invest in what you're creating by listening to your podcast, watching your YouTube videos. Um, you know, buying, buying tarot readings, whatever it is, whatever service it is that you're providing, people want to actually invest in that. When you are showing up as being authentic and you are focused on what you can give to yourself and to others. So focus on what you can give today. Focus on how you can give it. Focus on not just receiving something, but on being an authentic giver. And watch your life shift. Watch everything just shift for you. And watch how magnetic you become. Watch that abundance come in. Watch that love come in. Operate from that space of love towards what it is that you are hoping to attract. And you will see it come into your life like that. Like, boom. Just, boom. You will manifest it almost instantaneously. Boom, 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 boom. I love you and I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I cannot wait to continue to share more with you so that we can continue to have beautiful conversations and continue to go on many amazing explorations and connect through spirituality. Have a great day and remember to give.
If you like this episode, please feel free to rate and review as not only will it help me and the podcast, but it will help like-minded individuals find similar content. If you would like to be notified whenever a new episode posts, please feel free to follow the episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and click the notification icon. That way, whenever I do post a new episode, you will be notified instantly. If you would like to connect with me outside of this episode, please feel free to follow me on Instagram at Skellington Grin. That's S-C-H-E-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N-G-R-I-N. And you can also find me at Skellington Grin on TikTok, my website, skellingtongrin.square.site, and on Patreon at Skellington Grin. I also now have a YouTube where I will be posting collective reading tarot readings. You can find that YouTube also under Skellington Grin. If you would like to receive a personal private reading, you can reach out to me at my email address at cardomancybyalice at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-T-O-M-A-N-C-Y-B-Y-A-L-I-C-E at gmail.com. I bless you and I hope you have a wonderful day and I cannot wait to continue having conversations, explorations, and connections through spirituality with you. Be blessed, be loved, and remember, you are valid, you are seen, you are worthy, you are heard, and you are loved beyond belief. Take care.